More of the story in your love life, always have a password in case you're replaced with a doppelganger, a clone, or a shapeshifter. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. You know, tell your loved one a piece of information that only you would know. Exactly. Make sure they can't be replaced. Yeah. I can't remember who it is, but they had, were scared of this and they told me that they keep their milk teeth in the Bible. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm you know sorry, what? what? I was so upset hearing about that. I decided to try and ignore it, and it's only just sort of come back to me. What? <laughs> yeah, that is... So, hang on a minute, just to clarify. Um, they keep the... It's under teeth. They keep the What do you mean, it's under teeth? <laughs> it's it's on the page where teeth is. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it was a dictionary, not a Bible. I was going to say... First of all, what chapter of the Bible is about teeth? Se- second of all, whose teeth? Like... Their partners or themselves. I don't. I don't want to say in case. In case, like the doppelganger <laughs> finds out. Okay, we'll talk about this off camera. It wasn't me. I don't believe it's Nick. It's definitely not me. No, it's neither of you two. But no, why no. would you? Why would you keep your milk teeth when you can trade them in for a fifty p? Well, yeah, exactly. Well, fifty p. It was. I it was think... a quid. I got a quid. Oh what? Oh, I was getting deprived. Yeah, you by were. My tooth. I'd, Fuck's sake. I'd maybe. Yeah, uh, I'd maybe. Should have bargained harder, James. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next, next time I have a teeth fallout, I'm gonna try and hustle that tooth fairy and get my interest back. <laughs> well, there is a bone fairy. A bone fairy. Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, if there's a tooth fairy, there's got to be a bone. No, fairy. that's something else. I feel. If you lose a bone <laughs> and put it under your pillow... Grace has been reading the Tinkerbell hentai that again. Is, yeah, that is a Brazzers storyline, if ever I've seen one. <laughs> Shall we just jump into it, then? Uh, yeah, can do. I'm going to pour the first glass of wine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I was thinking about how to open this, okay. and one thing that came to my mind is we didn't really talk about the ending of Mass Effect last time. No, we didn't, because only you knows what it is out of all three of us, I think. Yes. So I'm going to give you guys the dilemma that is faced in the ending of Mass Effect, oh, and then we'll okay. talk about how shit the ending is as well. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way, so, for all those who yes. haven't fucking played it. That's a point, actually. Yeah, this is our moment to talk. To give a spoiler warning at the start of the show, which yes. almost never happens. So, spoilers at the start of the show. Mass Effect, part three. There will be spoilies. The Reapers have invaded. Okay. They're attacking. It all comes down to one final battle over Earth. Over the course of the game, you've been building a super weapon that was found in blueprints on Mars left by the previous race of aliens. Okay. And you've built it. No one knows what it does. The Reapers eventually steal it. You have to... Do this epic space battle, get to the control room, and press one of three buttons it comes down to. So, it's the, moral choice. Yeah, the entire game boils down to three buttons, no matter what you've done in the game. In a game series about where choices matter and all of that stuff, it is just three buttons at the end of the day. Button one, destroy all robotic life. Okay. That includes the Reapers, that also includes the Geth, who have been your best bros up until now. And you're talking spaceship. So yeah, Legion's going down, so is Edie. Legion's dying, Edie's dying. Also, the Mass Effect relays blow up. So no more space travel. No more space travel. But the Reapers are dead. Mm-hmm. Option B, mind control the Reapers. That's the blue button. Okay. Pros, mind control the Reapers. 
cons, it could be a trap. There's a chance that you're not powerful enough to control their minds and they're actually indoctrinating you and the weapon will do nothing. Okay. Option C, green space magic. It shoots out a green pulse throughout the galaxy. It blends organic and synthetic life and peace will be achieved because everyone is a cyborg now. It, it's not really a choice, is it? Yeah, it's pretty... Also, the cutscene is exactly the same. It's just a red beam, a blue beam, or a green beam. <laughs> that, oh, no. That's why everyone hated Mass Effect 3. So, I can understand why people hate it now. Like, at least um, one of my favourite moral choices was uh, at the end of the Fallout New Vegas DLC, Lonesome Road. Nick, that's great. Stop dodging the question. Yo, I want you guys to pick an ending. <laughs> oh, no, really? I, I don't care about the New Vegas choice right now. We'll talk about that another day. <sighs> oh, actually, tell a light. They patched in a fourth ending okay. after, a about fourth six, <laughs> after about six months of people being angry about it. Option four is walk away. Walk away? <laughs> walk away. The Reapers wipe out humanity, but you've left a beacon for the next cycle, and the next cycle also picks the green option, by the way. <laughs> It's not really much of a choice. No, it's a shit choice. I mean, I can kind of understand difficult moral choices. It's like, if I do It's not this, even a difficult choice. It's just, it's shit choices. This is it. Like, usually, the, um, the four moral choices that you get is, like, either kill some of the bad guys, kill some of the good guys, and some of the bad guys, kill everybody, or kill nobody. But that's just, yeah, that, that's really irritating. Mm -hmm. So it boils down to kill everyone but also your friends, possibly turn evil, it's unclear, or cyborg space magic. Yeah, or just wander wander away and let history take its course. Or walk away, yeah. The Grace. Jesus take the wheel option. Actually no, Nick, I want to go for your moral choice first, because I know Grace will pick something wild. Okay. Well, I was going to go for the green one. <laughs> That's kind of weird as well. Also not what I expected from you, but... Sure. Okay, now you've thought about it. Grace, why green? Uh, because everyone wants a sick cyborg arm. Do they, though? They will. They've kind of <laughs> non-consensually forced cybernetic implants on everyone in the galaxy. Including uh, chimps, by the way. Like, animals have cyborg stuff as well. Have you ever played Nanosaur? No. Oh my god, mate. If every dinosaur is, like, part tech. <laughs> And you've got to go back in time to when dinosaurs were before tech and and hunt down the nanosaurs which will be born with tech and it's sick. Um, that that sounds weird. I'll it's, be it's wild. It's absolutely It sounds like one of those wild. bargain bin PS2 games you find in CEX. <laughs> oh, mate. It was just this random game what was it on called my dad's again? computer. Nanosaur. Nanosaur, okay. I only played the second one, it was wild. It was like these fucking raptors Nanosaur with guns. Two. Like, they, they stole all the eggs. <laughs> They've got fucking guns. <laughs> oh, this looks weird. Oh, no, I actually recognise this game. There's a YouTube channel that deliberately plays really bad games. And How dare you, that was my childhood. This looks weirdly familiar. Incredible. Okay, so you're going cyborg mutant. I mean... Yeah, I feel like people would get over it You're going to put all organic life and all machine life into a blender and just see what comes out and hope for the best. I mean, everything is see what see what happens, isn't it? Okay. 
I'll be honest, green is my least favourite choice. So it's this is an odd decision you've gone down. Okay. Nick. Okay, so I am torn between uh, killing all robotic life or just walking away. Okay. And and creating a beacon for the next. I liked the idea of creating a beacon until I realised they just pick synthesis anyway, which is the green option. Yeah, this this is why I'm torn. Like that would have mm-hmm. been my uh, my ultimate option. It's like, well, it's bound to happen anyway, so let's just let it happen. It is what it is, but hopefully humanity will be able to do better next time. And then you find out that they don't. Exactly. Yeah. So. So I went blue. I've always gone blue. I am firmly in the control option. Okay. Because it's always ambiguous about if you actually turn evil or not. Right. Is I my see. personal pick. I think Shepard is good enough to take control of all the Reapers, use them to repair any damage they've done in the war, and just fly them into the sun when she's done. Fingers crossed. That is my headcanon. Yeah. And coincidentally, there's a fic I want to talk about that agrees with me, because I know I'm in a minority here that picked can picked that. Okay. So I wanted to take a brief moment to shout out the fic, Shine On You Crazy Boshtet, by Chocolate Covered Portals. <laughs> Because they wrote exactly what I did in the ending, or what my headcanon is in the ending. In that Shepard tried to do control, just told all the Reapers to self-destruct, and everyone walks away happy. And, oh, so this is a fix-it fic. It's also... um, I like the title. It's a very good title. It's a very good fic. However, it's not actually what I'm going to be talking about today. Okay. I just wanted to shout them out. It's a wonderful fic. It's also a really sad fic. Like, there's... It very much just spends its time exploring PTSD. And while it is very interesting, I do like to keep the show a bit lighthearted. So I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. But I just wanted to put that out there as a recommendation. So... If that's your jam, go have a read. If anybody wants, like, angst, they can, uh... Yeah. They can... Exactly. go see it. I personally like my fics more fluffy. While this is a good fic, I wanted to talk about something a little bit happier. So with that in mind, I'd like to point you guys to Parthenogenetic by Goose Brackets Botos. Okay. I realize I'm doing a lot of explaining about Mass Effect today. Apologies. No, it's it's fine. I kind of want to go back and play it because I think it's something that me and Sophie could get into. Yeah, you could sit there and sort of debate the choices. Yeah, it, it, is, sort of like, time. it is sort of like Fallout slash Bioshock in space. So... Yeah. Yeah. So, there's a minor character in the Mass Effect 3 DLC. I say minor, they are the villain. Okay. But I think they deserve a lot more, a bigger role in the series, and I think this author agrees with me. Okay. So, in the Citadel DLC, this is the last DLC of the Mass Effect trilogy, we find out that Shepard has been cloned. So back in the second game, when Shepard died, they created a clone of him slash her, I'm going with her, hmm. and just to sort of a spare parts, and they kind of wake up angsty, and they plot revenge in the third game. Well, I mean, I mean, you would, wouldn't you? If if exactly. you, I, I think it'd be okay if you ended up being like a clone of, I don't know, like Dave who works works down the shops, you know. But like, if you had woken up and you discover that you're the reject of the man who saved the galaxy, I reckon that'd give you a complex. 
Probably. Yeah. That's the moral of the story. If you're going to clone someone, clone Dave from the shop. Yes, clone Dave from the shop because... He's the only safe cloning option. Everyone else gets an ego. We don't know why. Yeah, 100%. What if... Yeah, but this could be the moment Dave from the shop turns. It could be. <laughs> Evil you know Dave what? from the shop. don't know what he's capable of. You know what, any scientist listening to this, just stick to dinosaurs. Yeah, just don't do cloning. No. If you clone dinosaurs, it's perfectly fine. Everyone knows that. <laughs> there have been no films to oh. the contrary. No, none at all. Oh my god. <laughs> so, path- have you guys got Parthenogenic up? We have, yes. yes. Perfect. It's amazing you can see Grace's screen from hell. <laughs> I have a very large telescope mounted on my roof. <laughs> I wondered what that glintering thing was in the distance. Bit weird, but okay. <laughs> So, the premise of this fic is Shepard just stumbles on their clone while they're escaping at the start of Mass Effect 2. Okay. So, to recap, start of Mass Effect 2, Shepard dies and is revived and has to escape the facility that revived her. Yeah, this this is it. Um, I seem to remember at the end of Mass Effect 1, Shepard dies. Spoiler alert, by the way. 2, she dies. Oh. It'd be a very short game if she died at the start of Mass Effect 1. No, I mean, like, uh, I'm, I'm in at the, the end of Mass Effect 1. Oh. Uh, it's it's at the start of the first game. Like you play the the death. Yeah, maybe I'm remembering um, remembering it wrong, but there we go. Okay, I I played it like last year, so I yeah. do remember. Anyway, it starts with Shepard just going, "Well, shit," which is a fantastic opening line. Sets the pace of everything going on. <laughs> Shepard does the, "This is a goddamn bitch of an unsatisfactory situation." Walk, which. If you play the game, you know the walk that she does. It's just like, oh, God, what the fuck am I dealing with? <laughs> and, um, yeah. She's being talked to by Miranda on the comms, just being like, right, come on, Shepard, get, get in the elevator. And Shepard just responds, no, hold on, I found your other Shepard. And the comms <laughs> just go silent. And Miranda's thinking about what to say. She's like, no, that one's for medical purposes, don't worry. Shepard's like, yes, I know, it says organ redundancy on the side of the tank. Miranda's like, you, it's fine, you gotta leave. Shepard, do not open the tank. Shepard, I'm gonna open the tank. <laughs> Shepard opens the tank. <laughs> Juices fall out, and Shepard is carrying a clone of herself at this point. Uh, I'm She's guessing like, this is one of the, the weirder things that Commander Shepard has to deal with. One of the many weird things yeah. Shepard has dealt with, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, she's now carrying the naked clone. They try and find her equipment, but there's nothing there. So instead of fighting out like you normally do, you're fighting out while carrying a version of yourself. And this whole time, she's like, easy, buddy, come on, we just got to get you through this. Uh, stuff like that. They eventually run into Jacob, as you do in the start of the game. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Actually, hold on, did I miss anything? Um, Clone Shepard seems to think her name is Buddy. Yes, I was getting to that. Yeah, Shepard, Clone Shepard introduces herself and says, Hey, I'm Buddy. It's because Shepard keeps referring to her as Buddy. Yeah. And she's just sort of assumed that, yeah, that's her name. So Bud, Buddy Shepard is, uh, is the name of this clone who sticks with them oh. the whole time. Um, I think that's adorable. Yeah, she sounds like a golden retriever. She does. Yeah. Well, she's just woken up, and turns out she's very good at choosing things, because she does have that kind of shepherd genetic memory and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they fight out. They fight their way out of the lab together. They haggle a bit with Miranda, be like, no, 
buddy's coming with us, or else. <laughs> they eventually get us some clothes, and yeah, it plays out as, as the game does. Hmm. I thought it's quite sweet. Chapter 2, Time Skip. Uh, around the midway of the second game, you run into one of your former squad mates. Now that you're working with Cerberus, they're all like, you've changed, man. <laughs> and you've, you've that sort of out. plays... Yeah, you've sold out. You're working with the bad guys now. <laughs> and and Kaiden, the squad mate, just sort of says, for all I know, you could be a brainwashed person or a clone. And Shepard takes offense to that in, in this time because, hey, clones are all right. <laughs> and I love the line saying, oh, yeah, if I'm a clone, maybe we should share our secret password. Oh, right. We didn't set one. <laughs> and yeah. More of the story in your love life, always have a password in case you're replaced with a doppelganger, a clone, or a shapeshifter. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. You know, tell your loved one a piece of information that only you would know. Exactly. Make sure they can't be replaced. Yeah. I can't remember who it is, but they were scared of this and they told me that they keep their milk teeth in the Bible. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm you know, sorry, what? I was so upset hearing about that. I decided to try and ignore it, and it's only just sort of come back to me. What? <laughs> yeah, that is... So, hang on a minute, just to clarify. Um, they keep the... It's under teeth. They keep the What do you mean, it's under teeth? <laughs> it's it's on the page where teeth is. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, it was a dictionary, not a Bible. First of all, what chapter of the Bible is about teeth? Se second of all, whose teeth? Like... Their partners or themselves. I don't, I don't want to say in case, in case like the doppelganger <laughs> finds out. Okay, we'll talk about this off camera. It wasn't me. I don't believe it's Nick. It's definitely not me. No, it's neither of you two. But no, why no. would you, why would you keep your milk teeth when you can trade them in for a fifty p? Well, yeah, exactly. Well, fifty p. It was, I it was a quid. I got a quid. Oh what? Oh, I was getting deprived. Yeah, you by were. My tooth. I'd, Fuck's sake. I'd maybe, uh, I'd maybe Should write have bargained out harder, James. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next, next time I have a teeth fallout, I'm gonna try and hustle that tooth fairy and get my interest back. <laughs> well, there is a bone fairy. A bone fairy. Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, if there's a tooth fairy, there's got to be a bone. No, fairy. that's something else. I feel. If you lose a bone <laughs> and put it under your pillow... Grace has been reading the Tinkerbell hentai that again. Is, yeah, that is a Brazzers storyline, if ever I've seen one. <laughs> I was talking more about ribs and femurs <laughs> and collarbones. I know, but I'm determined to drag Thanks, it back Grace. into the gutter while, where it belongs. So <laughs> You just wanted that over nightmares, didn't <laughs> yes. you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Shepard heads back to the Normandy, getting rid of... <laughs> Coming back to Mass Effect, um, Buddy has reinvented the concept of goth teen. Like she's oh. grown her hair into like a big fringe. She's got big eyeliner. It's very adorable. Hey. Even though they are physically the same age, mm. Buddy is the goth little sister to Shepard, and honestly, this dynamic sounds adorable. And uh, yeah, we get a bit of banter with them. Um, hold on, let me read. There's the whole, she doesn't yell, you're not my real mum, but she's playing in the engine room, and Shepard has to be like, no, get down from there. If you fall in, like, you're going to be paced. And <laughs> you just sort of, like, well, maybe I wanted a cool scar, do you think of that? <laughs> and uh, Just give yourself yeah. one with a knife, it can't be that hard. Yeah, I mean, and plus you're 
you are you are on the Normandy crew. You're probably gonna end up in a fight at some point. Yeah, exactly. You, you will end up with like a laser cool scar or something like that. Exactly. So, uh, oh, it's worth noting at this point we discover that um, despite being clones, they do have different birthmarks. As far as I'm aware, that is accurate to how cloning would work. Okay. Yeah. Where she's got one under her, under her eye. Sorry, Buddy has one under her eye that Shepard doesn't. Right, I see. Cool. So, time skips. We do one of the one of the actual missions in the game. Um, did we talk about Grunt last time we recorded? I the the turtle thing in our the turtle no, thing. Um, that wasn't Grunt, was it? Yeah, Grunt's uh, the turtle. Oh boy. yeah, it's, sorry. Yeah, it's... he's a Krogan. Not only is he a Krogan, he is also a clone. He was bred to be the perfect Krogan. Ah, that's why I can't mm-hmm. remember who Grunt is. Mass Effect 2. Yes. Yeah. He, he is the Krogan squad mate in Mass Effect 2. He was created by a mad scientist trying to create the perfect Krogan who could unite their species and lead them as their king. <laughs> and uh, He ended up working for you. <laughs> he ends up working for you, yeah. And honestly, <laughs> he's got kind of a, a little kid dynamic with Shepard in the game. Like, you sort of look after him as your weird teenage son who is twice your size and an angry turtle. <laughs> and Excellent. I always found that quite endearing. And his loyalty... All the all the companions in Mass Effect 2 have loyalty missions that you have to, like, do a quest for them to, like, get them, like, really on board with you. Oh, okay, I see. And Grunt's is puberty. <laughs> and that's what's happening in this fic. Grunt has hit Krogan puberty... And Krogan puberty is rough. He has to go do a holy ritual on his homeworld to uh, sort himself out. That does sound rough, but not dissimilar to human puberty. Yeah, it's it's like the equivalent of like having to. You got to get all your male hormones out by like blowing up a car or something like that, <laughs> as is tradition in the north of England. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like um, mm-hmm. you know, you're not you're not really a man until you've stolen your first motorbike. Exactly. So, mm hmm. That's why I'm still a boy at the age of thirty-one. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> of course, Buddy Shepard wants to go with Grunt on this mission to the Krogan homeworld that's full of dust and explosions. Hmm. Uh, and her logic is tank born stick together, and then they high five. And I thought that was quite adorable. <laughs> I'm glad that they've sort of made friends. Yeah, excellent. And, uh, Grunt's all like, Dujanga will chew you up and spit out the bones, Runt. And Billy's like, yeah, let's go. Because, <laughs> oh, you know, teen. This is, yeah, this is the equivalent of, of like, um, oh yeah, my mate so-and-so's got a car, we're going out mailbox smashing. Pretty much. Yeah. And that's kind of how the mission goes. Uh, you kind of have to do the ritual with them. Oh, in this version, it's Buddy that does the headbutt scene instead of Shepard, but it's still it's still cute. Okay. I like it. Um, they fight a Threshermore, which is like this big, uh, giant worm ass thing. Yeah. As is part of the mission, Shepard gets knocked out. Um, Buddy does the reviving Medigel thing, and she's really bad at it, and mm. it goes horribly wrong. Not horribly wrong, it's just very painful for, for Shepard. <laughs> and I, I do like just how the dialogue is written. Like, it cuts to it and, and 
Shepard's unconscious. She wakes up to Shepard, Shepard, wakey, wakey, please, wakey, wakey. I do wakey, wakey, and almost wish I hadn't. <laughs> We've all had mornings like that. Exactly. And yeah, it's because of the Metagel being overdosed. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was very cute. Chapter 3, kind of similar situation. Um, this time it's Miranda's loyalty mission. Oh, okay. And I'm starting to realise just how many clones there are in Mass Effect 2, because Miranda also genetically enhanced to be perfect. And uh, she has a sister who is a clone of her. And if you think back to the start of this fic, Miranda did try to shoot Buddy, so Shepard's pretty pissed off at the fact Miranda's been kind of a hypocrite this entire time. Well, yeah. Because she too has a clone sister. She probably thought that she was designer and the other one was just uh, hateful. Yeah, that's kind of what happens in the first. It's like, oh, your, your clone was for spare parts. Mine is because uh, we're perfect. And it's like, wow, you're a bitch, Miranda. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, Miranda kind of a bitch in the second game. Yep, I'm fair team, enough. Team Jack on that argument. Uh, but yeah, Buddy comes on that mission too. And then we also have a twist at the end. Oh. Shepard finds out she doesn't have the birthmarks that the original Shepard does. So she's a clone as well. She's also a clone. A lot of clones in this fic. Oh, there is. So Shepard has memories of having a birthmark on her ass. Right, okay. Clone Shepard does not have that birthmark, and she's spent the entire time putting off checking her ass. And, uh,. Eventually, she just bites the bullet, she checks, and that's how she finds out. Oh, God. She, too, is a clone. The real Shepard died uh, at the start of the game. So, oh, right. They, so they just couldn't revive her, so, like, fuck it, let's clone. There is, um, so there is intrigue here. Yes. <laughs> they didn't want to admit they accidentally let someone die, so they got a sneaky yeah. clone. There's the whole... <laughs> it's like what we do at work. We fuck something up and we quickly make another one and pretend no one notices. So what the whole the premise of the Lazarus Project is we bring... It still happens in yeah. space. <laughs> like, the whole opening spiel is all like, yes, we're going to bring back Shepard perfect as she was. We're going to use sophisticated technology to revive her. Oh, that failed. God. So they were just like, sod it. Clone... Clone import the memories. Hope no one notices. And to to their credit, no one notices. Until Shepard's uh, until say. Shepard until checks Shepherd her ass. checks her butt. And that's when she finds out that Yeah. She's been swizzed and she wants to She's her been money switched. Back. The original Shepard was a brain in a jar on board that space station. That space station that blew up at the end of the opening mission. So, so yeah, rip Shepard. Mm. But yeah, for the most part, the rest of this work is just um, them kind of coming to terms with that and being like, yeah, just because I'm a clone doesn't mean I'm any less Shepard. And then we get a playthrough of the final mission. Yeah, it, it does It does sound kind of nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of fun. Mm. And we end on a joke, just sort of pointing out, it's a good thing Buddy latched onto the name Buddy, because I did say, hey, hot stuff at the start. And it would have been worse to be calling you hot stuff the entire time. <laughs> that would have been an entirely different fic. It would. I think that fic is out there, incidentally. Oh, Shepherd, Shepherd with Shepherd. <laughs> uh, I did see a couple of those out there. Yeah. But I chose to read this because it's much cuter. Yeah, it did sound it. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah. Had a thorough, thoroughly good time reading this. Had a thoroughly... I've read a lot of Mass Effect fix in preparation for this. I had a lot of fun reading all of them. Mm. But, in particular, Parthenogenetic. Which I can't, I'm struggling to pronounce. Yeah, I really I, need to start picking fix with names I can pronounce. I can I can see why it's um it is still very well written, but slightly less serious than a lot of the stuff that's out there. Mm, it so, has been quite a heavy fandom from what I've seen. Yeah, it's a bit tongue in cheek. It's a bit you know, let's let's just have a laugh. Exactly. I thought you were about to say, I can see why you struggle with that word. And that's just like, <laughs> don't patronise me. But yes, I agree. Oh, I thought that's what Nick was going to say. Yeah, it sounded it, didn't it? I didn't say anything. What must, what must you think of me, right? If, <laughs> if, some, if our recording session on Sunday proved anything, it's that I can't read about... Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't read about as much as you, lot, you two can't read. None of us can read, yeah. to be fair. Especially uh, when ill. Especially when I've just spent the entire day mainlining cough sweets in the hope that I don't have a coughing fit. For those that don't know, and shameless plug to our other show, Fanfics and Chill, uh, we have been reading a fic called Silently on the Blink of Orgasm. We're on our fourth session of recording us reading that, and we found out during session four that we've been getting the title wrong the entire time. Yep. We've been calling it Silently on the brink of orgasm. And when you think about it, silently on the blink makes more sense. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. We're not... Uh, does it? Yes. Yeah, because okay. blink, Doctor Who. Yeah, one's the silence, one's the yeah, weeping I... angels, so... Mm-hmm. I thought we were saying brink because of the grammar thing, but I don't know. No, we yeah. were saying bl- and We were, get- we we were getting it wrong. Pun. We were, we were saying brink because we're yeah. idiots, basically. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, uh, we make no apologies. Yeah, no. don't trust people on the internet. No, actually, do trust us. We recommend good fix. Go read Parthenogenic, and go read. Oh bollocks, I forgot the name. <laughs> go read Shine On You Crazy Boschtet as well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Grace, what have you been reading? I have been reading Matchmaker by Kate uh, underscore Shepherd brackets Blakely OG Shep. The OG Shep. The OG Shep. Oh no, it's OG as in the Bee Gees. As in, <laughs> as in OG as in oh my god. Yeah, it's not the acronym. No. I it's. I wonder if there's any people who are like under our generation here who the Bee Gees are. <laughs> I don't think they know them. I've, I, I can't think of another. Them. Okay, what is what else uses that spelling of G? O G Wiz. Even that's pretty fucking old. <laughs> who says O G Wiz? Nobody Ironically, says TikTokers. Oh really? Oh no. Saying that, one thing I have picked up from TikTok that I like is the term Riz. Okay. Like Riz is great. That's a fantastic it's such phrase. Such an old it's, word. But... It's like swag, but better. Is that what? Well, so it's, it's like I don't know. It's they like use it as in drift? you've got no Riz. Yeah, Nick, you have no Riz. I do not have any Riz. You're right. Exactly. Grace has some Riz. Thanks, mate. You don't have any Riz either. Me. To be fair, Jim. I'm. I I've got a little bit of Riz. <laughs> I'm all razzle dazzle myself. Grace is yeah fair. Grace has given the old razzle-dazzle yep. a couple of times. <laughs> okay, tell us about Matchmaker by Kate Shepard. Okay, I'll read out the summary. 
After Horizon, Garrus decides that Shepard is lonely and needs a partner. He plays matchmaker. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Garrus best wingman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Garrus is going full wingman. He's like, fuck it, I've had enough. Uh, Femme Shep deserves someone. And I'm going to go around the crew and find someone who likes her. Do you want some context about Horizon? Yeah, go on. <laughs> go okay, on, <laughs> So, <laughs> If you must. So, Mass Effect 2. As a reminder, you are cloned by uh, Cerberus, or brought back to life by, brought back to life by Cerberus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Horizon, you meet up with one of your old buddies, either Kaidnalenko or Ashley Williams, depending on which one is still alive. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They are the main romance options in the first game. So chances are you're meeting up with your love interest. And no matter what, they turn to you and say, you've changed, man, you used to be cool, but now you're part of the bad guys, you're with Shep, you're with Cerberus. I'm out. Okay. So, that might be why Shepard is feeling lonely after Horizon. Funnily enough, that is what happens in this. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry for spoiling the fic. That's alright, I knew you read it ahead of time. Right, okay, we can I haven't. It's a creature. <laughs> Yeah, that's, no, I've just, that's oh, it, I just happen up, to know what up. happens in this fic, aren't I clever? Yeah, alright, James, alright. Um, Have your petty happened. points. Have that's them. The bit that <laughs> Take your petty <laughs> points. That's what happened Rubble, in the game. pick them up off the ground and be happy about it, you snivelling dog. Pity I'm sorry, points. Grace. Pity points. I love it when Grace is at a Red Bull. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. mm. Funnily enough, our autoclave went down and we lost like 10 grand's worth of work. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Speaking <See>. of. <laughs> too I'll good. That. Uh, I love it when a plan falls apart. Mm. I've, got to, I've, got, I've got to spend another four days remaking it. I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where was I? Uh, and I've been living in hiding from the fucking BT man. Fucking ridiculous. Is in my room like a fugitive making making a little miniature town. Is is yeah. the uh, are they still there? No. Oh. <laughs> I've sorry, I have questions. Miniature town. Yes. It's it's a miniature town. Okay. It made out of bits of wood and you stick it together and you decorate the inside of it, you put a light in it. And you put it amongst your bookshelf. Grace, have you ever considered model railways? Because that's basically what that is. <laughs> Honestly, the number of times they've the glue they've provided me is so shit, and the MDF they've provided is so heavy, it keeps falling apart. I may have to consider it if the materials are lighter and the glue is stronger. Yeah, there is. You can buy whatever materials and glue you like. Oh, sick. <laughs> Yes. Right. Okay. Um. <laughs> I realise I have, I have sidetracked to the edge of the other space zone. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Talking of space, what happens? <laughs> back to the, back to phones. this corner of the universe. Yeah. Okay. So it starts off with uh, Jacob, and he's just you know spending his time looking up at the arc projector, and uh, he's trying to focus on this weapon he's repairing for Shepard, but. Garrus is loitering. Okay. And it's it's not unusual for him to be up here, but he's like he you know when someone's in the room and they look like they want to say something and they're just sort of ambling about, pretending to do nothing, and then like go, Oh, hey, I noticed you over there and you're just like, Well, oh, that was so obvious, what are you doing? 
He was sort of doing that. And so he's like... He's being a wingman, just not a very smooth wingman. I don't think he's wingmaning yet. No, currently it's just Jacob and Garrus in the room. Like, no one else is in there. Hmm. And sort of... Um, Jacob just goes, oh, for God's sake. Is there something I can do for you, Garrus? And uh, he just sort of looks at him. He's like, oh, Shepard's a human. And Jacob's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're a human. Yes. He's <laughs> like, what are you getting at? <laughs> and and uh, Garrus is like, just pretending to examine a pistol. He's like a... She's considered attractive by human standards, right? I suppose. <laughs> and uh, you're a good guy, a good-looking guy, right? I mean, you've got lots of muscles and, you know, that whole s- square jaw thing human women seem to go for. And it's like, Jacob wasn't sure if Gareth was trying to set him up with the commander or hit on him. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> what are you getting at? Oh, oh, um, well, I was just thinking maybe Shepard could uh, use a friend. <laughs> and, he's, and Jacob's like, just laughs a bit bitterly and goes, look, you're barking up the wrong tree. She's already shot me down hard. <laughs> What's all this about? You know? Yeah, there's no easy way to reject Jacob, I remember, in the game. Like, he, he comes on and you either have to be, like, all in on, yes, I want to bang you. Hmm. Subtly, yes, I want to bang you, or it's hard no. Like, you can't let him down gently. Alright. That's... Uh, yeah, that's a shame. He's not really. Jacob's kind of a bore. I'm guessing hard no is renegade option. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like, it's not... It's... I mean, renegade option would be shooting his testicles off, but... Yeah, that's, that's true, that. but like, it's not, um, you know... It isn't sort of letting him down, it's letting him down and then grinding him into the dirt afterwards. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. Mm. It's definitely sort of a, no, fuck off, I'm not interested, instead of, sorry mate, plenty more out there. Yeah. But also, Jacob is such an unpopular romance option that in the third game, you cannot canonically get back with him. (laughs) All the others, there's something, even if they're not in the squad, Jacob always moves on and ends up with someone else. Because no one picked Jacob. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, Jacob, you've got absolute you've got personality of cardboard. Mm. <laughs> oh dear. Either way. Mm. Uh Garris is like, Oh, sorry for bother you, and then he just fucks off, right? Okay. And Jacob just gets on with his day. Doesn't really care. And he goes up to Thane in the life support room. What to what do I owe the pleasure of this visit? And then Gareth's doing the old meandering about again. He's looking at the display cases like, uh, yeah, nice selection you got here. And he's, and it's like, he's like, he's just looking at him thinking, you've seen this place tons of times before. There is nothing <laughs> new here. Like, what? And, he's, and he's, he goes on again. He's like, you and uh, Shepard seem to have gotten pretty close lately. And he's like, come on, Shepard is a remarkable woman. Uh... She is swiftly becoming a very good friend. Just a friend. <laughs> this is okay. This is the equivalent of in school where some lass would go up to you and say, "Oh, my mate really likes you. I think you should ask her out." This is what this is what this mm-hmm. is, isn't it? Essentially, it, it, it's a very like uh, childish way of going about it, but it's quite endearing. <laughs> I, th- I quite like this um, 
how the author's written Gareth doing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very sweet. Oh, dear. And um, he's like, yes. And he wants to, like, know what on earth Gareth is getting in at now. And he's like, have you ever thought about something more? I have it on good authority that she's considered very attractive by human standards. And I know several of the females on board that have expressed uh, appreciation for you. You two <laughs> never seem to lack for something to talk about. And most importantly, almost determined as I am to guard her back. She'd be safe with you. It's okay, Grace. <laughs> you, can, you can breathe online. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's just like, I'm dying, Garrus. He's oh, like, right, look, I was trying to do a thing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I see. Yeah. It, was it sounded like you were struggling. <laughs> I was trying to go into like, uh, is this over with you? And then I was like, I'm dying, Garrus. <laughs> I was trying to do a tonal shift and he talked all over it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you were struggling. Either way, he says, like, you know, it'd be selfish of me as I'm dying, and, you know, she probably deserves someone more for a lifetime. And that guy's like, oh, you're a good man, an honorable one. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, you know. Uh, he's like, you seem troubled, mate. If you if you need any assistance, just ask. And he's like, oh, this is just an old Normandy thing. And he goes, all right. So that's sort of, a, he's sort of alluding into what this is all about. Yeah, I, I see. This is following on for her, uh, from Horizon again, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very curious which females have expressed appreciation of Thane. <laughs> I don't know what Thane looks like. He's the frog man with the trench coat. Yeah, he's frog dude, isn't he? Do you remember the shirtless trench coat dude? Uh... Yeah, the trench coat with the titty window. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell, that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. I don't remember his face. I just remember the weird titty window. <laughs> he's got... Uh, <laughs> he's He's the emo boy. Yeah, big dark eyes, green skin. The best assassin in, in the galaxy, but his wife is dying, and he's sorry, his wife is dead, and he's got a terminal disease. So he's doing one last job to appease the gods and save his is soul. Is he the? Is he the one? If you lick, you yes, see, you trip balls. Yeah, okay, yep. yeah, I remember. Okay. So I'm very curious which girls are into that. Mm. My my guess, my head cannon, is both Jack and Miranda. Yeah, I can see right. that. I can see that. There we go. Yeah. Possibly tally. Jack with damage stenciled across her forehead. And exactly. You've got to Tally, because right. I reckon she likes edgelords. Sorry, continue, Grace. No, it's all right. Okay. So, Gareth is making small talk with Liara for a bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going around everybody. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah, like, hey, yeah. do you want to date Shepard? No. Do you want to date Shepard? No. <laughs> Do you want to date Shepard? Yeah, really? No. <laughs> and she's like, Garrus, the commander is heterosexual brackets in this. <laughs> <laughs> My species may be monogendered, but in her eyes, I'm a woman. I'm a, I'm a what? I'm a woman. <laughs> there are so many alien terms in this, and I'm just, I can't even say the ones I know right. It's fucking awful, isn't it? <laughs> what is a woman? I... <sighs> A miserable little I... pile of secrets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but enough talk. Have at thee. <laughs> Sit down, Dracula. I'm sorry. Right. I um, it's amazing how uh, how much that comes up in our podcast. And it's all from James, isn't it? Yeah, it's all me because I'm a big fan of Hammy Dracula from that classic game, <laughs> Symphony of the Night. <laughs> Are you done? I'm done. Good. <laughs> we're we're all done. I'm just a woman. one more I, thing. I, uh, no. <laughs> 
And there's the Columbus. I accepted it. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <The Columbus>. <laughs> <laughs> I accepted her lack of interest a long time ago. Our relationship is more sisterly now than anything else. Oh. And he goes, oh, and he sort of looks around and he goes, what's all this about? What's going on? And he's like, oh, you, you know, the goss comes out, you know, the tea is spilt. You know that Shepard and Caden had a thing before she died, right? And they are just nods and it's like, he was, Caden had really, really liked the commander and it wasn't really a secret and he liked her and she sort of shot him down after this mission and he, he took it badly, like a man scorned, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and she wasn't very impressed and. I don't think she's dated since. Just hold on, hold on a sec. Can we just sort of backtrack here? Um, Go for it. Like Horizon, that you know your former love interest is like you. You've changed. Like, Mm -hmm. is one of the options? What do you expect? I died and then came back to life. I can't remember, but (laughs) it should be. I was killed, but now I am not. It does things to people. (laughs) (laughs) Completely fair. Yeah. I don't know. I never romanced Kaiden. He always he never made it off uh, Vermeer for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe next time. Mm. Either way, Leora's just looking at him like man's clueless. Man's fucking clueless. And he goes, "Oh, thanks, Leora. Sorry for the awkwardness." And she's like, "Yeah, it's all right." <sighs> off he goes, and then he goes. Mm-hmm. This now cuts to Joker, who's going into like the canteen, and he comes across. Uh, most of the men of the ship gathered round a table. And and they look to see who it is, see it's joking, they carry on the conversation. And they realise what they're talking about. It's like, oh, so... Who else here has been, like, approached by Garrus about dating <laughs> Shep? <laughs> and, and Joker's like... And I was just like, what do you think? Oh, I don't know, he's always been weird. I mean, he's, he's an alien... You know, 30 years ago, his kind and ours were at each other's throats, and now a Tyrion's humanity's here as a friend. I like the guy well enough, don't get me wrong, but I don't understand them. And Zeud is just like, oh, I'm, just, I'm just pissed you didn't come to me. I'll be more than happy to help the commander with whatever's crawled to my heart. And Grunt's just like, well, I'm glad he didn't come to me. It's just fucking, just like a mum or something. So Zaid is uh, like a pervy old man that you can hire. Okay. It's oh, of course. for the best that he they didn't approach him. Mm. So essentially all the blokes are just in their canteen having like a gossip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's boys night. Boys night. So they've all sort of decided that they've realised sort of what's going on. They're like, oh, Garrus. Oh, Garrus. You're an <laughs> idiot. The reason why she doesn't want any of the blokes is because she doesn't want them. She wants someone else. I wonder who it could be. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've just yeah, I've just got it. Really? The- yes, <laughs> I've the just most, got it. the most popular ship. Yeah, I know, but I literally just got it. It's been a rough day at work. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Either way, it cuts to Gareth and he's pacing around the place. He's, like, he's tried everyone he could think of who would have a chance with her, and wouldn't end up hurting her worse than Caden had. Zeed was definitely out, Grunt was too young, Morden didn't have a sex drive, and strangely enough seemed to view Shepard as a kinder daughter. The current crew had their reasons, Kaiden was the root of the problem, Laura was the wrong gender, not enough of the right gender, or something. Hell, he even tried his C-sec buddies. Palin <laughs> really? didn't like her for some reason. <laughs> Most of the others were scared shitless of her. 
He'd thought Harren would be interested, but he fledged out before reaching her table when they'd all gone out for drinks last time. <laughs> they're on shore leave. So, yeah. no, 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 and no, and no. Oh. Oh, I've just seen the next um, paragraph. He's asked, he's asked yeah. Rex. He's asked Rex. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the big turtle man. And then it's just like, uh, yeah, he is. And he's, and he's just like, Tyrion, have you ever seen a Krogan cock? <laughs> <laughs> I assume you want her to survive this encounter you're planning for her. <laughs> I've heard humans are stretch. <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> Or maybe they're porn stars, but not their regular women. Like, none of these guys know what the fuck they're on about. It's so funny. I mean, they are, they are uh, aliens, so they do have an excuse. Yeah. I, I think yes, I will, exactly. like, human men have a hard enough time. Yeah. Alien men, yeah, like, <laughs> Turians probably have cloacas. They, they don't need to learn about human anatomy. And he's like, I don't know what to do, Rex. I'm worried about her. Caden hurt her. She needs to know someone out there that cares. And he's like, what about you? <laughs> what about me? And he's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you really are clueless, aren't you, whelp? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, she isn't interested in the new crew. She isn't interested in Lara or Jacob or me. And it wasn't Caden in her eyes when she followed... Oh, hang on. She's not interested in the new crew. She's not interested in Lara or Jacob or me. And it wasn't Caden her eyes followed when she thought nobody was looking. <laughs> I thought Turians could smell pheromones. We can. So you just don't like it. Well, no, nah, I mean, no, nah, really. It's crazy. It's come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, it's a fumbling mess. It's so funny. <laughs> that seems accurate to how he is. <laughs> and then Rex just drops the bomb. And like, she doesn't want us, you fool. <laughs> She wants you. I could smell it on her every time she came down to make a round, even if you couldn't. She spends more time talking to you than anyone else on the ship. She spent every free moment she had buried in her Omnitool, sending messages to someone, and I'd never seen her do that while you were there. She's like, we're friends. (laughs) (laughs) Well, keep telling yourself that, or you're going to lose your chance. At least you'll only have a century or two to regret it. So yeah, Kro- Krogans live a long time. Turned out that Rex was the uh, best wingman, the, the best end. bro all along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can oh, believe dear. that. So yeah, eventually he uh, Garrus waits until she'd cleared the rounds for gathering his courage and walking up behind her. His arm slid around her and he bent his head to hers. Oh, does he yawn? Half expected <laughs> to. <laughs> Half expected to be, to be met with an elbow to the face, but of course she knew it was him, even if his actions were unexpected. What surprised him, though, was the way that she leaned back into him and brought her hands to cover his. I've been an idiot, he said softly. <laughs> You'll have to be more specific than that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Oh, I thought you needed someone who cares about you, who sees you for who you are and not for... What he thinks you should be. Someone who would stand by you through thick and thin, walk through hell with you. I thought I needed to look around to find it, but I didn't realise that you already had them. You were just waiting for me to figure it out. And she tells him it took him long enough. And she asks, does that mean you're willing to be there? If you want me, I'm right behind you. And they kiss and happy ever after. Oh, that's nice. Hey. That is cute. Yeah, so it's all fluffy. It's very yeah. endearing, Fick. I really liked mm-hmm. it. I like I 
I don't know anything about Mass Effect. I'm not gonna lie, but like, all the ingredients are here for a fantastic fan yes. fiction, well-written characters, and I skipped a load of funny scenes. And like, a lot of this is more enjoyable if you read it in person. Mm-hmm. So I wholly endorse coming to read this fic mm. for yourself. Honestly, if you enjoyed it without knowing Mass Effect, I mean, I I loved it and I enjoy it, and I know my Mass Effect lore, so. Yeah, it was that you yeah, don't exactly. have it is even better. It was uh, it was very uh, cute and fluffy, and Garrus being best boy, he deserves everything that he gets in this fic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I I do love an oblivious um, softy. Yeah. They are quite fun. Ardis nails <laughs> on the outside. Doesn't I feel have like a clue we... what he's doing on the inside. Yeah, yeah, if we could get you to play Mass Effect, I'm confident you would be a Garrus shipper. Hey, because that does uh, fit. He does fit that trope quite nicely. He does. I just can't get over the alien stuff. It's just too too different. That's fair. I'm just I'm just not into aliens. I guess I'd have to go for the really boring humans. Apparently, <laughs> I mean they've not written a good human male in Mass Effect yet. Mm. I think that's kind of the point, though. Like, it's a galaxy of possibilities out there. Mm, you know, I don't know. I, f- <laughs> I feel like writing bad characters isn't the point. I know, but, like, <laughs> dating humans in Mass Effect is like... Oh, okay, no, I'm with you. It's like picking fighter in D&D. Yeah, or it's like going into an ice cream shop and asking for vanilla. Like, there's there's nothing wrong with that. And especially if it's the only thing available, then that's fine. But, like... You could, you could pick like. Different. So you're saying, Nick, if if push came to shove, if first contact happened tomorrow, you would be first in line with your trousers down. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying first in line. No, you would be second in line because I would be first in line. <laughs> We've got to fulfil Captain Kirk's mission somehow. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're about to barrum in our way around Area 51. <laughs> Exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Clapping them alien cheeks. Exactly. <laughs> Seeking out strange new alien STIs. <laughs> what? Discovering if M. Preg is possible. Terrestrial <laughs> illnesses. <sighs> yeah. Oh, for God's so sake! So that was right, a grim so turn. I get, <laughs> so I get bullied. For thinking Prince Sidon is just a cool fish oh. guy who's the only one nice to you in Breath of the Wild. And you're just like, yeah, I'd fuck any alien that came to the planet. And I'm just like, right, okay. Fucking double I mean, standards, You guys. asked us to Cheers. stop bringing that up, so I wasn't. Congratulations, you played yourself. But I didn't. I'm calling it out. No, I, I remember my past. You're I right. remember... Just because... Well, <laughs> I'm willing to accept that we're all monster fuckers on this podcast. Just speak for yourselves. I don't want to fuck the aliens. <laughs> fuck a fish man. I don't want to fuck said, a fish so man. You just said you did. I don't. Okay. You want the fish man to be your bro. Yes. Yes. And potentially more than bros. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bros and hoes should stay separate. Oh, yeah. Mm. And on that note, <laughs> thank you, Kate <laughs> underscore Shepherd. I'm sorry that took a dark turn at the end. It did a little bit. Uh, that was nothing to do with the fic, though. That was all us. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely us.
I'd like to apologise for my fellow degenerates <laughs> blogging down Norfolk. <laughs> it was very nice, and I think it deserves every credit. <laughs> agreed. Yeah, agreed. So, Nick, take us home. What have you been reading? <sighs> Speaking of monster fuckers... Oh, I love her. <laughs> I am... Um, I have been reading Love the Drive Car by Barbex. I see. Okay, okay. and... Uh, Basically, do you know in Mass Effect 1 and in between missions, you're up on the Normandy and you're wandering around and you're chatting to people, and have you noticed that you always found Tally in the drive room? Yes. Well... That's that's true for every game, incidentally. She's always by the drive call. Well, there we go. So this is basically somebody saw that and thought, yes, I want to write a fic about Tally banging Edie, specifically the drive call. Okay. So... Oh. Yeah. Um, The summary is, can you be attracted to a drive car? Oh, yes, you can. Tally, the drive car, and Edie, rated M for smut. Okay. And then there's a nice picture of Tally and Edie there. Edie when Mm -hmm. she gets a robot body. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The best kind. Okay, so our story opens at the uh, beginning of Mass Effect 2. Tally and the crew are on the Normandy. It's uh, a little bit different to uh, the the old Normandy. It's... uh, Bright and sleek in yellow instead of blue. But it's a little bit unsettling because Tally notices the drive course should be even bigger uh, than the old one, uh, which she enjoyed, you know, like going down and sitting by, uh, watching it, sitting open in the engineering bay. Um, It turns out that when you get close to these things, you could feel like an electromagnetic discharge sort of prickling like it, uh, if you stand next to say one of those lightning balls you know and, you, and you, your hair starts to stand on end with the, the st- static electricity yeah. yeah the plasma balls that's the one or a big crtv television oh yeah mm-hmm. exactly like that yeah. um yeah that sort of 15 don't seconds. do that for those playing at home no don't do that they are a neutron <laughs> gun they will give you cancer yep but yeah i used to lick those things oh, oh god of course you did <laughs> Sorry, that Karen. explains a hell of a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> okay, so basically, Tally's sort of wandering around the uh, the Normandy. She notices that she doesn't have access to the uh, new and improved bigger drive car. Uh, so hmm. she... Um, they know. <laughs> that's it, yeah. They, they maybe know what she was up to. But anyway. She, it's not uh, going to stop her. She's going to get in. <laughs> you well, can't... You can't put this wall between our loves. No, sorry, Karen. <laughs> it turns out that the feeling is um, mutual between uh, Tally and Edie. Oh, okay. Because okay. after she's like exhausted looking around the ship for hours on end, uh, asking various uh, the, the, the other various crew members where they might think it is, reading up on it, she decides to just ask Edie. Which, in hindsight, is probably what she should have done first. But anyway, she keys into a she keys into a terminal. She asks, "Is there somewhere below where I can access the drive core?" And Edie's like, "The drive core can be accessed via any station with engineering clearance on the ship." But of course, Tally doesn't mean that. She wants to be in a room close to it so she can actually see the uh, you know see the thing. And uh, now Edie sort of pauses and then afterwards says. Please go down to the cargo bay. With your permission, I will guide you through your comm unit and not the speaker system of the Normandy. So Edie doesn't want anybody else <laughs> like knowing what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. So 
Edie doesn't want any, like everybody to know how to get to the drive core because at the end of the day, that's sort of her her heart, her soul, that sort of thing. She notes that uh, since Tally has been hanging around admiring the drive core, uh, the efficiency has improved by 12%, because, of course, mm-hmm. she's been tinkering, obviously. Okay, so they go down to the cargo bay, um, they open the hatch on the ground, and uh, she ends up in... Uh, in the room with this huge drive core sort of like looming over her. She can feel the static electricity going through her suit and things like that. And uh, basically, they bang. <laughs> wow. Eloquently <laughs> putting it. Yeah. I feel like you might have skipped over some details there. No, like literally, that's it. That's the fic. Uh, it turns out that... Um, <laughs> It turns out that ED can sort of modulate the uh, the frequency of the uh, static discharge from the drive core, which Tally likes very much. Um, there is a lot of well-written smut here. <laughs> it uh, it basically comes down to uh, the electricity feels good. ED can ED can control it, especially when uh, you um, hang on. How can I, how can I put this? Oh. Especially when Tally gets plugged into the wall <laughs> oh, of, oh, the, she's of a, the drive car room. She's plugged into the mains. That's oh. a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it, it is fine that there is uh, a lot of, yeah, very well written smut, which I encourage to uh, go read yourself if you are a fan of, uh, you know, Tally smut. <laughs> so, a recurring theme on this show hmm. has been people forgiving villains because they're hot. Okay. Tally's entire planet was wiped out by evil AIs. Yes. And she she's just willing to give Edie a pass and plug herself into the mains because Edie is hot. It does sound like she trusts Edie, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to put that out. This is the equivalent of trusting the villain because they're hot, from a purely Quarian perspective. Yeah, it is. So, like, um, yeah, we've we've basically found the logical conclusion of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this drive core does things to me. I'm going to plug myself into it because I trust this AI impl- implicitly. I mean, I, I mean, I'm half English, half Irish. It happens. <laughs> English people are fucking evil. Wow. <laughs> English people are evil. Yeah, English people are evil. Holding my hands up to that. Mm-hmm. 100%. There is actually more to this, folk. There is, you're right. Yeah, there is. I was just about to get that. Um, okay, cool. Uh, basically, I think this sort of became... I like to think this became a regular thing um, after this particular scene. Because, of course, Edie likes it. It's very clear that Tally likes it. But then mm-hmm. it fast-forwards a, f- uh, a few years to, I think, Mass Effect 3. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, Tally is an admiral now, um, and she's invited back aboard the Normandy. And... Um, she is incredibly surprised to find out that Edie has gained a female-presenting robotic body. Mm-hmm. I oh. mean, imagine <laughs> the Very poss- female-presenting. Yeah, imagine the possibilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, Tally thinks this new, uh, this new Edie looks pretty, and, of course... I encourage you to go read this yourself because the smut is very well written. But yeah, they go down to the drive core and they have a threesome. Well, and they go down to the drive core. And this is what I would like to ask you, right? Okay. Is it actually a threesome? I'm going to say no. Yeah, 
I was thinking that because it's just... I think it's maybe the equivalent of using a toy in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. Because the, the ED body is not a separate personality. Yeah. It's just the ship using a robot to bang you. Yeah, this is it. While also banging you as the ship. Mm. So, yeah, I'm going to say not a threesome on this one. But, yeah, it is It is very sweet. They, they sort of embrace. There's a lot of... Uh, since they're sort of both plugged into the wall, uh, even though Edie is a robot and Tally has her hazmat suit on, uh, they can kiss and touch and stuff. You can, uh, it, uh, they can, they can like feel each other. Uh, so I thought that was quite sweet. But um, yeah, I think this is well worth a read if you do like smut. I don't want to give too much away because it is quite a short fic. But yeah, that's just two crew members getting on, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be frank. If you don't like smut. Genuinely, why are you here? <laughs> I know smut is like 90% of what we do. If, if you're not into smut and you're listening to the shipping forecast, please write in, explain yourselves. You're not in trouble, I just want to know why. <laughs> Maybe they just like to hear us talking. I mean, imagine that. Oh, I mean, yeah, we are, we're nice to talk about, but we do talk about a lot of smut. Yeah, we do, absolutely. But Wait, I'm just trying to make this link work. Yeah, but yeah, I, um, I did enjoy this. It was kind of sweet in a way if you uh, if you saw even though there was a lot of smut in it uh, I kind of like how uh, Tally and Edie found each other I it was quite surprising how you can sort of uh, how somebody could sort of develop those sort of feelings for a machine you know because mm. at the end of the day Edie is just a machine uh, how dare you well oh, yeah, yeah no, no. she has a heart and soul and she falls in love with Joker canonically so Oh, no. okay. Fair AIs enough. are people too. James gets too. attached to robots. I do. <laughs> no, I, I get Which it. Which is saying that. I get attached to fictional robots. I've not been a fan of any of these new AIs that have been around lately. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen iRobot? I have seen iRobot. Did you get attached to them? Uh, a little. What about Wally? Of course I got attached to Wally. <laughs> oh, Johnny Wally. Five. Wally was the first time I cried in the cinema. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, he almost died. It was really sad. It is, it is uh, a Pixar film. Spoilers for Wally. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it, is, it is a Pixar film. Like, uh, exactly. The... Yeah, but he didn't die. It's fine. It looked like he was going to, and it was really sad. No, like, 100%, I get it. I bawl my eyes out at the start of Up. So, exactly. Yeah. If, plus, if I ever need to cry on command... My cry on command image is Just the end of, of the. Wally. <laughs> no, it's it's actually the end of the Iron Giant. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. I just tear up. So uh, I just have um, I just have a text here uh, from Sophie who is sat across from me uh, while I'm doing this okay. recording uh, situation. How do you feel about Plankton's wife from SpongeBob SquarePants? Me. <laughs> yes. Don't know. Not seen SpongeBob. <laughs> what? When I uh, when I come down there this weekend, I will introduce you. I don't think it'll live up to the hype. Probably not, but we'll have fun trying. Okay. She's a married woman. <laughs> Hang on, let me let me Google it. Who is this character again? Uh, Plankton's wife from SpongeBob. I've forgotten her name. I think her name's Karen. I think her name might yeah. be Karen. Or Carol. Yeah. Her Ka- name's Karen. Karen. Hmm. Karen. That is a monitor. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a CRT monitor That's, on a stick. It's a, 
It's the waveform makes it look like a life support monitor you see in hospitals. Mm. <laughs> That's her talking. Uh, there is your robot waifu. I've I've seen a human version. Oh, um, they don't count. <laughs> I'm actually not into the human version either. Oh, okay. Let me let me post that. I'll post it in our Discord. As a reminder, if you want to become one of our patrons, you can join our Discord and see all the weird shit we share. There, yeah, there is a, a lot of weird shit in there. Weird memes we saw. There you go. Okay, Personally, not not my style. Really? Oh, yeah. fair enough. But you do you. So yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. It was very well written smart about my favourite Mass Effect girl. Mm-hmm. And my... And, and Tally. <laughs> I was going to say my favourite Mass Effect girl and my favourite Mass Effect engineering triumph. But... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's fair. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, t- to be fair, they probably could be both. They'll both be best girl by, by the end of Mass Effect 3. Oh, that is my good. That's my prediction for you once you get to playing it. Good. I, I do like that. Are they going to be... Oh, sorry. I was just wondering, are there going to be any more Mass Effect games? They are making Mass Effect 5 as we speak. Oh, okay. Alright. Oh, okay, They've been that's teasing it. Um, I personally am cautiously optimistic. Because they're going back to Shepard and Shepard's story. Okay. Where can they go? Um, Haven't, hasn't yeah, Shepard like, died thing. three times now? Yeah, so Mass Effect 4, they did kind of a time skip and it's in a different galaxy. Mm. But that game didn't go down very well. So I don't. It doesn't look like they're continuing that story. No, I guess they're going to follow reckon, the money. Mm-hmm. I reckon it'll be like some clone spin-off. That could where, be good. Yeah, where they just they just went. You know what? You're good at what you do. Let's just quickly copy paste this one. Let's make another and, Shepard. And yes. send send this one somewhere else. Shepard ends up as the Securitrons of the Mass Effect universe. Yeah, it'd be so funny if that. It would be so funny if like you predicted that and everyone got mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know. If you're coming to Fuck us from the this future, guy. <laughs> he ruined all. He ruined the ending for the game that hasn't even <laughs> been made yet. Yeah, and then like, why you boo me? I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> if you're coming here from the future to cancel Nick, don't. Yeah, please don't. I <laughs> We're just guessing. They assure me that I am needed for this podcast, at least. You are. <laughs> if you cancel Nick, we're going to have to do another casting session, and I don't really want to do that. I've already thrown that couch out. Another? Yeah. There wasn't a first one. You, you were just like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? And I'm like, hmm, yeah, go on then. I mean, if either of you were bad, I would have just <laughs> recast <laughs> after session one. So, oh, I, think... I guess the casting session was we did the pilot and we just sort of sent it round to people. And I said, "Are we funny? Yes, no." And enough people said yes that I put it on the internet. <laughs> no, they all so said they all said no, and you said, "Well, tough shit. I'm gonna do if it." If they anyway. all said no, we wouldn't be here today. Oh, that's nice. It's nice to know that some people at least think I'm But funny. everyone said yes. Hopefully One out they'd... of 20 ain't bad. <laughs> I think I said it's like five, six people. Mm. Either way. One out of six ain't bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, what have we learned today? Hmm. I've learned that... Well, I mean, I always knew that it was possible to get attached to what is effectively a machine. Mm-hmm. 
but not that attached. I mean, Nick, you were telling us you watched the film Christine, and by the end you were simping for Christine, the car. It wasn't <laughs> quite a simp, although I'd really it like... It sure sounded like a simp at the time. <laughs> I'd really like a 58 Fury. It was more like, yeah, that's entirely justified. <laughs> In the horror film. <laughs> Um, but yeah, basically, uh, yeah, I also learned that um, it's interesting how sweet they made it, even though most of it was smut. Mm-hmm. How sweet it could be. That said, quite a serious fandom from what I've seen. There was next to no crack. Oh, is, is that your takeaway from this? This That's my takeaway on the Mass Effect fandom. There's barely any crack. Mm. Even the crack was serious. Even the crack was quite serious. But not in a, then tra- again, uh, but not in a crack treated seriously way. Mm. Then again, the third game is kind of the horrors of war in space. So right, I see. That might be, that might factor into that. Shepard fights against PTSD. Unironically. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's not all jolly in the galaxy, I guess. Yeah, I mean the early 2010s were kind of the age of grim dark in video games. Yeah. So it, that's kind of why. Yeah, I guess they had to fit in. Mm. No more shattering your way around the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of Futanari in this fandom. I think there's lots of Futanari in every fandom. you just got to know where to look. I think it's James finds it all. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that AO3 algorithm working again? There's, there is no algorithm. I just found... I found more Futanari here than I have anywhere else that I've been. You cannot convince me that there isn't an algorithm. That said, I did, if I... <laughs> I didn't find any, and I haven't really? found any in, in many of my travels. <laughs> It's all you. I swear, I swear there is, like, an algorithm, because I remember being bombarded with mermaid fix for, like, <laughs> a month. <laughs> huh, maybe AO3 does have an algorithm. Well, how do you think I, I don't know. that I found, literally, the only series of fix which had Sir Nigel Gresley as a, as a character? Oh, that's true. Oh, that's, you know what, that just, Actually, that's no. proof. That's because you searched for it, you typed that in manually. Oh, did you? Did I? I thought you did. I think I typed in Flying Scotsman. Oh, that'll... Well, there you go. Then, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you found Nigel Gresley when you typed in Flying Scotsman. God. The listeners don't have to know that. Oh, I'm... Let if them believe have... that AO3 <laughs> Look, has an algorithm. I'm, I'm making it fair after outing Grace's fish kinks. Okay. I'm going to out you for your... Tra- <laughs> out you for your train kinks, too. Train kinks. Yes. Well, now, is is Thane a frog or an amphibian? Because I've been looking up um, psychedelic toads. <laughs> no, Grace. Well, he's... And and I can tell you, I can tell you, there's this really trendy toad called um, Abufo alvaris, which which produces about four uh, a chemical about four to six times more powerful than DMT. <laughs> I see. Oh dear, yeah. Um, and you just you lick the amphibians back. So <laughs> and you can smoke the dust of it. <laughs> for so apparently, um, for your benefit, okay. dear listener, um, we're meeting up at the weekend because it's Grace's yeah. birthday. Mm-hmm. Sadly, these toads don't live in the UK. Um, I wasn't sure where you were going with that. I, w- I was going to say, I was expecting... Sadly, these toads have invited themselves to my birthday. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting to uh, be looking at a toad on this weekend. Um, 
Uh, we'll just grab some random ones and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. I've just, Google's just like, people also ask, can you buy Bufo Alvarez in the UK? <laughs> I, I don't think I've, I could bring uh, myself to lick a turd. Hallucinogenic. No. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, I feel like this this phone is trying to trap me. <laughs> Like you want to buy, you want to buy psychedelic frogs, don't you, Grace? And I'm just like, oh, don't tempt me. Grace has been buying amphibians on the dark web again. <laughs> no. So to answer your question, Drell are a reptile-like humanoid. That's all we get. Oh, not even an amphibian, a reptile. Uh, they give birth to their young, who are capable of eating solid food. Okay, so they are reptile-like, but they give live birth. Hmm. Oh, like um, some re- some reptiles like do do live birth. Two-headed. Sleepy dragon thing. Yeah. Also, apparently they're... Um, oh, where was it? Sorry. Also, fuck Wikia. Worst website ever. Too many ads. Um, come on, go away. Hello and welcome to Biology with the Shipping Forecast. They have five <laughs> fingers on each hand. Their skin is apparently infused with a venom mild enough to be served in drinks that may cause mild hallucinations on oral contact. Cool. Are we talking about the alien or the frog? The alien. Oh, because I just had this mental image of a frog just seductively, like, just... Laid in a martini glass. Swirling a, a martini with his fingers, like, I've got a, I got a special fucking drink for you, mate. You'll like it. Do you want another <laughs> shot of... A, a better shot of um, Thane's outfit? Do you want another shot of turn, turd venom? Or another shot of turd venom. <laughs> Sorry, or to use next accent, turd venom. <laughs> Just because, show me the turd. Just because you, I'll show you that turd. Just because you lost your whole accent. <laughs> I know, when right? you moved away. <laughs> you traitor. <laughs> to the south, no less. I sure am a traitor. I'm sorry, Nick. He turned heel. He's an evil <laughs> southerner now. Yeah. yeah Join I posted, us. Uh, there you go. That's a slightly better shot of Thane's outfit. Okay, where are we looking here? It's in the weird memes we saw. Subsection. Oh, I thought it was going to be in the hot alien smash or oh, pass. Oh, it probably should Sorry. have been. Let me let me move him to hot alien smash or pass. Another shot of Thane. There we go. It's going to hot alien smash or pass, which is another channel you can find on our Discord server. So, are we keeping this going? Are we just going to? I'm going. I I'm sure it'll come in handy again. Oh. One day. <laughs> are we just going to post like? Um... Monsters we'd like to fuck or whatever. I'm sure eventually there'll be another fandom and it'll just be like, yeah, <laughs> there are monsters in this one. I happen to know there's a cow man in the new Fire Emblem. He'll probably get posted there. Oh, oh my one. god. Cow, like, fix are popular anyway, yeah. and now. And he's voiced by Kiryu actually... from the Yakuza games. <gasps> <gasps> oh no. You know what's going to happen though, don't you? What? There's going to be... When things work one way, they also work backwards. So, I mean, you're going to get loads of milky Kiryu <laughs> fix. That probably already exists, but yes. So we have... But you're going to get more. We now. have had the Big cow Titty... Of Dojima. Yeah, that's it. We have had uh, <laughs> Big Titty Cow Lawyer Boyfriends. We can have Big Titty Cow mm-hmm. Yakuza Boyfriends. Exactly. It's all Sega. Yeah. All Sega all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's already a beefcake. It's not exactly. really that far disposed for him to be a moo cake instead. Exactly. <laughs> when we eventually cover Skyrim, we'll probably put those in Hot Alien Smash or Pass. Oh, God. 
Yep, lusty yeah. Argonian mates. You heard it here yeah. first. Exactly. We'll probably do Skyrim when um, uh, Starfield comes out. Right. I will make a um, I'll make a thing here. Right. Okay. How long How long has it been since Skyrim was ported to something else? It's it's been a couple minutes. Well, yeah, right. Okay. So <laughs> if uh, if Todd Howard can go a full two years without porting Skyrim to say. <laughs> You know the, he can't do that. The, the fucking smart fridge, or that's too much to a, ask a for. A computer Nick. entirely built in Minecraft. <laughs> then you know uh, we will we will cover Skyrim because Nick, that's too big an ask. Because I know that Todd Howard listens to this podcast. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And um, and and uh, I know that he's listening. And I'd just like to ask him: When are we getting another single player Fallout, Todd? Well, you're getting Starfield. <laughs> It's space. It's Nick, not... ha, Nick, Nick. Last port, November 11th, 2021. Well, there we go. I oh guess. Oh, my God. So, hang on. No, hang on. Right. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Two years. If we make it to November 2023, we will cover Generous. Skyrim. Oh, piss. No. Skyrim Anniversary Edition, September 2022. <laughs> That's listed separately on Wikipedia. <laughs> The, so the side, the side bit where it says um, platforms released on, that's only a list of when it came out first for that platform. Right, I see. Oh it got released God. for the Switch twice, and that happened September 2022. <laughs> okay, so September 2024, we will cover Skyrim if he hasn't parted it to anything else. You do realise in that year, Nintendo are bringing out another platform. Yeah, Skyrim's going to have it. Yeah. You can't release a game console and not have Skyrim on it. Not anymore. Do you remember the Nintendo... Not Nintendo, the Google thing? Stadia? Yes. No. Oh. I remember the Stadia. You know what it didn't have? Is it Skyrim? Didn't have Skyrim. Wow. You know how it got shut down not too long ago? Is it because it didn't have Skyrim? It's because it didn't have Skyrim. Okay, so what I... Is Skyrim the only thing holding up technology these yeah. days? What's going on? So do you know what if I want to say? can't play Skyrim, it doesn't work. Do you, do you know what I want to see? Oh my god. Uh, I want to see Bethesda creating backwards compatible copies of Skyrim for old consoles. For the Game Boy Color. So, like, Skyrim. go back, right, we're going to put Skyrim on the PS2, on the PS1, on the Dreamcast, mm-hmm. on um, the, the Commodore 64... <laughs> On the Mega Drive, on the Game Boy Color, on the on Concord, yeah, yeah on the um, <laughs> on the Pong in television TV game. I mean, they did it for Bloodborne on the BBC Micro. That I mean, sort of thing. admittedly, that was a fan project, <laughs> but someone released PS One Bloodborne. Oh, that must have been like pixel. It looks really good. It's like because it came out for the PS Four originally. Yeah, but they someone backwards ported it to the PS One. And put it out for free. It's like the first couple levels. That's incredible. It looks really good. <laughs> so they, yeah, they did well with that. I reckon they'll do that with Skyrim. And I hope so. You know, you will be uh, buying a copy of Skyrim for your Super Nintendo. Gladly. Mm-hmm. So talking of, what do you guys want to cover next time? Because hmm. I was thinking we haven't done anything fantasy in a while. No, okay. we haven't. Well, Mass Effect sci-fi fantasy, maybe. Mass Effect sci-fi fantasy. Doctor Who is magic essentially yeah uh wednesday is kind of gothic yeah but modern day 
uh, yeah, any preferences? Shall we go back to a, a classic uh, <laughs> Chinese BL? <laughs> <laughs> You know. <laughs> and since we're about to go see the Dungeons and Dragons movie, I was going to suggest Western fantasy, but if you want to bring out another BL, we we could always do that. I mean, we could always just go down um, Dungeons and Dragons. We, because I'm sure there'll be fanfics of Strahd or something out Ooh. there. We could always go down. Can I um, ask what BL stands for? Boy love. Really, Nick. It's been so long. Okay, well, I had my own ideas of what BL st- stood for. What Burger for loving. Me? British Leyland. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Nick. Next time Grace brings a BL, if you can find a British Leyland fic, I give you a pass to read that instead. No help from any authors. Got it. I know you're out there. <laughs> Red Ribbon writes, if you are listening. No. <laughs> no. That's what I'm saying. That's cheating. Any reference materials you need, give me a no. shout. <sighs> Fucking hell. That's cheating. And I'll oh, know. I was, going... <laughs> I was going to suggest Heaven's, offici- uh, Heaven's Officials Bletting. We could, yeah. I'm just looking up for Dungeons as, and Dragons. That's my Chinese BL, but like. Because it's quite a popular one. It's similar vein of um, of Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation, otherwise known as the Untamed. We could do. Could do. Let's let's sit down. It's, and think. it's animated on the Netflix. I think like the first um, first chapter of it. The whole thing is on a manga. You can read online. What? Hang on. Excuse me. Okay, this is never going to get a full episode, so I'm just going to talk about this briefly. There are 93 Duolingo fics. <laughs> oh my god, that bird is an eldritch horror. Two of them have their own separate fandom, which is called Duo Daddy Duolingo web series. Oh no. So, um, no. we may have to do an episode of uh, on things that we didn't think there'd be fics about. Because that's one so I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna end this show by just ruining my uh, my search history. Duolingo by, Owl Rule Thirty Four. No, I'm typing in Duo Daddy <laughs> to find out who Duo Daddy <laughs> is. Just acres and acres of gay smart websites. It's just the owl in a suit saying you've been a naughty boy, if, and then he bends I'm you over I'm actually not getting anything. You haven't been practicing your languages. Take the punishment. Spanish or vanish. (laughs) Did you finish? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I was Russian. (laughs) Duo and Hootie have been in an open relationship for a while. Hootie has a... Who's Hootie? uh, No, Owl House, apparently. I've never seen Owl House. I need to watch Owl House. Because it's something we need to cover on here. Hmm. Is it? Yeah, I've been hearing good things. Okay. Is it about owls? Uh, it's a uh, magic school. Another one? Okay. I know. Uh, wizards have got to learn somewhere, exactly. aren't they, I guess. Okay, I'll save that for the Owl House episode that will eventually come. Mm. Uh, I guess we'll... We might come back with some more Chinese BL. Let's see how it goes. 
It's funny you should was... mention that, actually, because the very, very first Chinese car was actually a British Lincoln Austin Maestro. Good night. Good night.